What does it take to reach the top of executive leadership in hospitality and then use that position to create opportunities for those that you work with? Today, I'm thrilled to have Dorothy Dowling join us, who is a trailblazer and industry legend who spent 17 years at BWH Hotel Group, most recently as chief marketing officer, and now is managing director at Horwath. In this conversation, you're going to learn the importance of continuous learning and adaptability in this rapidly evolving business, the power of building and nurturing professional relationships, and how a growth mindset can redefine and accelerate your leadership journey. Dorothy shares her unique approach to mentorship, networking, and maintaining a balance between a demanding career and a fulfilling personal life. Stay tuned for valuable insights from one of the most respected voices in hospitality today. Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Dorothy, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. Maybe for those who have not met you yet, can you walk us through a high-level what your career journey has been to date. And then I think there's so many threads that we'll be able to uncover in our conversation from there. Well, first of all, Josiah, thank you. It's a real honor to be with you today. And yes, I'm happy to give you a sense of my background. I, I'm a Canadian by birth. I've lived now in the U.S. for just over 25 years. I did both my undergraduate and graduate degree in Canada at the University of Waterloo. So the new Blackberry movie, I was there when Mike Lazarus was. So brought back a lot of memories when I watched that movie. He was part of the incubation group at the University of Waterloo, but I spent about half of my professional career in Canada. I um, started out as a research analyst, moved into consulting, and then uh, began my journey working with brands. And that is how I uh, ended up moving to the U.S. I was with HFS many years ago, which of course is now Wyndham, and had many opportunities to work. I, I was with Aramark in the sports and entertainment group, and then of course had a very long a tenure at Best Western working with David Kong, which was one of the most joyous experiences of my career, mostly because of the ownership and having the honor of just working with a strategic leader like David. So that sort of would give you my career evolution from going from research into consulting and then obviously on the branding and building really revenue contribution to organizations throughout my career. I love it. Well, there's so many elements of what we can talk about, but I'm always curious to hear what people are thinking about now. Before we started recording, you and I were talking a little bit about some of the speaking that you're doing and uh, some of the keynotes speeches you're giving specifically around leadership lessons that you've learned. Walk us through a little bit of kind of how you're thinking about this today. And then if we could, I'd love to dive into some of those lessons or those leadership insights that you've gathered over your career so far. Sure. I'd love to speak about the Josiah. So when I left Best Western, I took a little bit of time to sort of really think about what was next for me. And I will tell you, I've been a big fan of Chip Conley my entire career. And his book, Wisdom at Work, really set me on a different path because it really is that journey of how you give it back or pay it forward. And it's really being that modern elder and the wisdom that you've acquired over your career journey and how to share it with others and help others advance their careers and hopefully learn from some of the, maybe the harder lessons that you've had over your life. So 
a consulting uh, business that I joined Horwath HTL, which of course is the largest leisure hospitality practice globally. And really that was to provide a platform for me to be a growth advisor uh, for organizations and really help them in terms of whether it's a business development, in terms of how to really add more units to the brand or really optimize some of their commercial performance in the B2B or B2C space. So it's really that cumulative learnings that I've had over the years and certainly the value creation that so many of my peers have provided to me. And I do do a fair amount of speaking engagements. And and I would tell you, there's a couple of threads that I offer to everyone, Josiah. One is, is a continuous investment in learning. And it, Harvard Business Review had an article, I would say it was almost 10 years ago. But to me, I always framed it as, is that you have to choose to be a student of the game. And they talked about leadership qualities. They said in the early days, and this was my experience, we were valued based on our IQ. And then, of course, EQ, your emotional intelligence, became the strength of most leaders. But this article was really talking about your CQ, your curiosity quotient, and it really being a defining characteristic of good leaders is that continuous investment in your growth mindset and being open to continuing to evolve and learn. So that was a big thing. And then my personal mantra is always this investment in relationships and I've been a big believer that relationships truly are the currency of life. And I always provide that guidance to everyone because what I would say is that the peer mentorship that you get on your journey, your career journey, empowers your life in so many ways. And I had a boss early in my career that told me that you should spend 20% of your time in networking. And I sat back and said, how do you do that? But it really is with your volunteer work that when you support the industry and get engaged with boards and committee work, that's how you build your network. And I would tell you it has been the greatest joy of my life. And it has also powered my career in ways that I never thought possible. There's a few things I'd love to follow up on if I could. I love the notion of curiosity quotient. And if you're a curious person, you're going to want to learn from everywhere. But I'm curious for you personally Where have you found it most effective to learn? Is it a type of medium like a book or listening to something or where do you learn the most? Well, I've always been a big reader. I believe in that Warren Buffett statement about reading and learning in general being compound interest and that it builds over time. I do have a son that is dyslexic and that taught me, that was a really awakening experience for me because he doesn't learn through reading. He learns mostly through visual assets and video being most of those. So I just think it's really that investment. I mean, certainly with TED Talks and others, you can get the same readership experience, but I am a big reader and I invest a lot of time in newsletters and other kinds of information that comes through to me, but I also try to read at least two books a month. So I'm always looking for ways to either add sort of that emotional intelligence journey that I'm constantly working on or what's new in terms of the broader commercial world. So that's what I would offer. I also tend to do one or two formal courses a year. When I took some time to sort of reposition my career, I went back to Cornell and I did the asset management program and several others. Of course, all things that I had done early in my career, but it was just a reinvestment in really seeing what had changed in terms of how people do some of that work. So 
I do believe in continuing to upgrade yourself with educational certification. I try to do a couple of those things every year as well. I love it. And it gets me excited about, for me, learning is exciting, right? That's fun about life, right? Is you kind of are discovering new things, you're figuring out new ways to do things. I'm curious, you're also involved in the world of podcasting in your work with DEI advisors and through this conversation here. Where do you see podcasts or interviews fitting in that mix? It's not the only thing, but I'm curious how you're thinking about it these days. Yeah, no. So I neglected to offer that. I have several podcasts that I listen to, some personally. I love Julia Louise Dreyfus in terms of the work that she's doing, only interviewing women in their 70s plus in terms of the wisdom that they have to offer. I've always been a big fan of Guy Ratz because I love listening to the entrepreneurial journey. Of course, I listened to several of your podcasts today. And the DEI Advisors for me has been just an incredible journey because it's talking to so many leaders around the world and seeing the threads of their leadership journey, which there are lots of elements that are comparable, but it's also learning about how some of the adversity and challenges that they faced in their life really set them on a path and offered them different perspectives in terms of how they approach their teams and how they approach their customers. So of course, I listen to a lot of the DEI advisors that I do and some of my peers as well. I'm curious if you could speak a little bit to how you thought about relationships in career decision making, whether it's the roles you decided to take or consulting others. How has that played out as you've built your career? Well, the advice that I give to everyone, Josiah, is you got to hire a boss. And David used to always chuckle because he thought he hired me. And I said, no, David, I hired you. And I do think that understanding of personal fit and culture, and if you're going to have someone who's going to be a strong mentor and ally to your career. And David was really important to me because I'm an older woman who most of my career, I was the only woman in the room. David obviously represented an underrepresented group. And I knew that he had many shared experiences similar to mine, but he also was a brilliant strategist. He's a very humble individual. And we had a very common approach in terms of really driving the business through strategy and owner value creation. So I knew he'd be a good fit, but that whole element of understanding, hiring your boss, making sure the organization that you're joining, that you're going to be a strong cultural fit and that there's going to be joy in the work that you do, because we spend far more of our time than we ever anticipate, Josiah, in our day-to-day. It's not just the time, it's the intellectual investment that you have to make I know as a consultant today, there are days that I am really exhausted by the end of the day because you're given really hard problems to solve when you're a consultant. That's why people bring you in to ask for advice. But the reality is, is that that's your role and what you're being asked to do. So you have to understand that and ensure that you bring it because that's why people have hired you. What do you do to recharge? Because in that advisory work, it is uh, intellectually... (laughs) Imagine emotionally at times, very draining. This is true in any leadership role, so it's not unique to advisory work. But I'm curious, like what you found useful for yourself in recharging that battery, so to speak. Well, for me at this stage in my life, I think I referenced Chip Conley's wisdom at work, but I'm really in a very different phase of my life, Josiah. So working with others and helping them achieve their career dreams is something that inspires me and it gives me a lot of joy. So The day-to-day engagement of working with leaders in different stages of their development truly recharges me. There's days where you're tired, but when you get someone that you've made a difference in their life, I will tell you, your whole mindset shifts. 
And so I think that element of being purposeful and giving back and seeing others in terms of advancing their career or advancing something that's important to them, that's truly how I get a lot of joy and engagement back for what I need. On the personal level, I mean, for me, I said I love reading and I love reading business books. That's part of my curiosity quotient, I guess. But I also am a big pet uh, owner and I love all those times with my pets and walking and the time that I have with my remarkable husband and my son. And that's the other advice I tell people is choose your partner wisely because while you hire your boss and that's going to define your career, the partner you choose for your life they're going to define your life. And I just celebrated 40 years with my husband. Congrats. For me, my husband has given me more than anyone in terms of allowing me to achieve the kinds of career dreams that I aspired to very early in my life. That's really cool. And congratulations. Thank you. Where would you invite our the people watching this, people listening to this to learn more about you and your work or any other places you would point them? Well, I try to be fairly active on LinkedIn, so I would welcome anyone that would like to link in with me. It would be an honor for me to engage. And then DEI Advisors is, again, it has an incredible repository of brilliant leaders. And what I would encourage people, if you're trying to do a sales pitch against some companies, investing some time in the relationship equity and learning a little bit about the person that you may be pitching to or understanding their company needs and wants, because a lot of them will articulate that but also just some of the wisdom and how they have powered their careers. I think there's a lot of really rich content there for individuals to learn from. Well, thank you for joining us today. I've learned so much from you over the years. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Josiah. Great hospitality providers know that every touchpoint matters a lot. So they spend a lot of time making sure that each interaction better serves their guests and makes life easier for their teams. If you'd like to operate this way, I suggest you check out Sojourn. They've built a reputation as the market leader in helping hotels and resorts earn direct bookings through digital advertising over the years. And more recently, they've expanded into offering a complete suite of guest experience solutions, including an AI smart concierge, reputation manager, and guest marketing suite. I've been working with Sojourn for years now, and everything from the way their technology is built to the talented experts they have on staff makes it no surprise that when I talk with people about technology, Sojourn comes up again and again. Hospitality providers love them. If you'd like to learn more about how Sojourn can help you better engage your guests and drive more profitable direct bookings, visit Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-E-R-N.com. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. 
I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 